0: Welcome to another episode of Just F and Go Stories. This year has been off to a bit of a strange start. I'm not in Castedale Creep, as you can probably tell. And it's quite hard to make this location spooky. This is my grandmother's kitchen. And there's going to be lots of echo and loud sounds and stuff like that. But I've had to travel home in a last minute trip back to Ireland. So we weren't planning on doing... Just f and go stories for quite this long. It's supposed to be just for like kind of Christmas season. But I think we'll be doing this for another little while. While stuff kind of. Gets back to normal in the new year. Hope you all had a fantastic Christmas and new year though. Let me know actually. Did you listen to the uh, episode I did with Kev Eustace? I was really bad with. Uh, posting about it on Instagram. I'll probably do it today. Now that I think of it. It's been out about a week now. I think I released it and then I. Blew over here. There's a mangy fox out the back garden. I'm not being mean, the fox actually has mange. And I'm trying to call the DSPCA, but again, because it's Christmas uh week or whatever, stuff isn't exactly back up and running. But I do have these delightful ghost stories here for you. Also, if you want to have your stories read out in one of these videos, send them on in. Because I'm even thinking now about going back to some of the original weekly creep stories. Just to get them into a nice, like concise episode or two, so we can have them all in the same place, because I feel like a lot of them got kind of buried in the older episodes. So with that said, send me your ghost stories and I will read them out very soon, to be honest. Like if you sent them to me today, I'd probably record them tomorrow. Let's get on with some ghost stories. Our first story is from Curious Open Mind 22. This story is absolutely true. Although there may be a rational explanation I've never thought of to explain it. Around 25 years ago I was working in a care home for the elderly on night shifts. There was another member of staff on the premises asleep on the very top floor, but otherwise I was alone for 10 hours. The person was only there in case someone passed away or fell or I needed urgent help, otherwise they were never to be disturbed. The building itself was old and a listed building in a small village and quite isolated. It had previously served as a children's home and place for soldiers to recover in World War II. It was a nice place and the residents were treated very well. On a few occasions, always when I was cleaning one of the lounges, I'd see a jet black tall man walk swiftly through the old main door and through a newly added wall. The first time I saw him, I was quite unsettled. After two or three times, I figured he was a recording of a past event somehow replaying. Other times, objects would move an inch or two. For example, A glass of water slid across the table by itself and almost gave me heart failure. One night, on Christmas Eve, close to midnight, a resident came wandering down the hallway. She couldn't sleep and wanted a hot chocolate. She kept saying the children were keeping her awake. She was one of the residents that sometimes got confused, so I made her a drink and settled her in the lounge. I figured she could keep me company while I ironed. Then a call bell went off. I went to answer it, and another resident said that they couldn't sleep because of the children laughing. That unsettled me a bit, so I searched the building and checked everyone, around 20 people, and everything was fine, most were sound asleep. Five or ten minutes later, a third resident used the buzzer and asked me to shush the children. I was a bit rattled at that point with three people saying it, so I thought I'd search again and make sure no one upstairs had put their TV on too loudly. Just as I was about to go upstairs, a single marble rolled down the corridor and hit my feet. I heard the distinctive sound of children laughing, more of a giggle really. Knowing that I had elderly people to look after and protect, I ran towards the sound. No one was there, and there was no way anyone could have run off because I would have heard the fire doors open and shut. I searched the whole building and checked every door and window. Everything was fine. No TVs or radios on. Nothing. I went to the main door and hit the outside light. Not a soul in sight. I went back inside and said aloud, OK, okay, give me a break, please. I'm scared enough. And I was scared. My hands didn't stop shaking all shift. The rest of the night was fine, though. I did work there for roughly a year after, and aside from... A few lights turning themselves off, nothing else of note happened. I still have the marble though. I kept it. I put that story in there because I've actually heard that same story before. Not that that one's not real. Like I've heard, uh, specifically, I think it was like end of life care palliative. What's the word? Hospice care, uh, people in those kinds of situations where older people would hear children. And there was absolutely no reason why there should or how er, like why there should or would have ever been children in that building, you know what I mean? So it seems to be a common thing though. So that's why I thought it was interesting. I did message that person. Obviously, I read it on like the day before Christmas Eve, um, but yeah, I thought that was really cool. And again, it just adds to the whole Christmas ghost story thing as well, which I always love. I think maybe like emotions around Christmas time or maybe a little bit higher or on edge or something. So maybe that adds to the whole Christmas ghost story thing, you know, I don't know. Most of you who are listening will remember that a few weeks ago we covered a story on um, the Black Hope Cemetery. And we actually drove out that way because it's like less than an hour. Like it's technically, I think, still in Houston greater area or something like that. Uh, So we drove out there and looked around. But the reason why I had looked into it in the first place is because I saw a post on Reddit. And so here's an update from the original poster. Elegant ad 2603. This is actually two updates. And I've spoken to this person. um, They do still want to remain anonymous, which is fine. But they're using their Reddit account as kind of a, a log of all the details that are going on because like that when something happens especially over longer periods of time like you, you do kind of have a tendency to forget and it's only when you're talking about like all of the events like together that you realize oh wait no something is actually going on here so this person is keeping a log of all, all of all of what's been going on in their house so i can hear the birds singing outside as well so if you do hear any weird noise it's probably just um my mangy little fox friend or the birds Floating around because we're in like a, there's lots of fields all around us and stuff, not in the countryside, but there's just lots of fields and birds and shit. Anyway, so if you heard the Black Hope story, you'll remember that um, this person has, I think, two children and his daughter is uh, maybe autistic or has learning difficulties, which kind of adds an interesting layer to the story as well, as we see like the interaction between her and this paranormal activity, if that's what it is. One night, my daughter and I were playing hide and seek. Now, she somewhat understands the concept, but she still struggles on the concept of actually counting and then seeking. So what I do is I wait until she turns around away from me and I run away and hide. Sometimes she just chases me or if I get her distracted or my wife distracts her, I'll get a good hiding spot. My daughter is non-verbal. And once she realizes I'm gone, she goes around the house humming and squeaking while looking for me. One of the times, I hid in the master closet. We have a decent-sized walk-in closet, and I usually leave the lights off and hide in there. I was in there, waiting for my daughter to find me, when I heard a rustling of clothes that are hung up only a few feet away. I turned around to see nothing, and assumed that I may have just bumped something. But then I heard it again. I stand in the dark looking in its direction, but again, I see nothing. I finally start hearing my daughter's home and I hear what sounds like hangers sliding on the dowel. I look behind me again, and this time my alert is high. It's dark enough that I can't see anything other than what's in front of the door. At this point, my daughter finds me and I turn on the light, but I still see nothing there. A couple of days later, My curiosity leads me to download a ghost hunting app. Now, I know from what I read, a lot of them said it was just gimmicky and fake. But it seemed that one called Ghost Tube was the least gimmicky. And when you download, they claim it's legit. Is it real? I don't know. Anyway, I got four phrases. Stop recording. This one was said three times. Annoying psychic. How are you? Was said twice. Now, I'm not sure what that's supposed to be, other than maybe I'm annoying for recording them. But we are starting to notice things are getting moved. And yes, I have toddlers, and it's a given that things will gain toddler feet and walk away. However, a few nights ago, the whole family was in the living room. I was holding my son, and my daughter was playing on her slide. In the kitchen that's adjacent to the living room was a pink ball that lights up when you bounce it. This ball suddenly lit up and started rocking, and it did it for a solid 10 seconds at least. We all noticed, even the kids. It was odd, to say the least. And then this morning, a shampoo bottle that I know was on a high shelf so my daughter can't reach it suddenly appeared in front of the master bathroom door. It's a little bit spooky. It's been a while since I did an update. Things here have slowed down and how frequently they're happening. However, when it does happen... It's more pronounced. The other night I was putting my nine-month-old son to sleep. We have a memory foam mattress topper on the ground. We've found that my son loves sleeping on this thing and he'll sleep the entire night through versus waking up every couple of hours in his crib. Anyway, I was on the ground watching TV giving my son a bottle. I had the bedroom door closed and you could see the soft glow of the living room lamp under the door. I happened to hit a commercial in the program I was watching and just then looked at the door. I could see two thin shadows that were shaped like peg legs standing outside the door. My first thought was that it was my wife checking in on me, but suddenly I heard her voice from what sounded like far away talking to my daughter. The shadow was there for a good ten seconds, and then just vanished. Next was in the early morning as I was getting ready for work. It was about 6am, and I was tying my shoes about to leave. I heard my keys drag on top of the counter and fall hard to the floor. Now, the night before, I knew I'd placed them in the center of the counter like I always do. And if I don't, my wife will. I could actually hear as the keys dragged and dropped. Now, like a dumbass that I am, I sat there and continued to listen, thinking I'd see something. All this managed to do was wake my son and wife and get me blamed for being clumsy. Although, I know what I heard. The last part of this feels a bit more threatening, as my wife and I both witnessed this. In two prior posts, I talked about a mass or a figure that we have seen in my daughter's room. My daughter is autistic and nonverbal, so she can't tell me if she sees anything. But sometimes I catch her staring into space. I can't tell if it's just her being a space cadet or she actually sees something. However, she doesn't act scared. She usually just carries on making her little noises. Anyway, my daughter was in her bed and my wife and I were in our room, also in bed. We had our door open and from where we were laying, we could see directly into my daughter's room. Due to my last posts, we had bought a Wi-Fi bulb for her room and we keep it at a barely on status just to cast enough light for a nightlight type glow. Well, that night, my wife happened to look at her door and she suddenly grabbed my hand. I look up at her, and she's staring at my daughter's room. I look, and I could see my daughter's door slowly close. I got up quickly and ran to her room and opened the door. There was nothing there, and my daughter was sound asleep. I asked my wife what she saw, and she said she saw a black floating mass zoom across the door, and after it zipped by, the door started to close. My wife was visibly shaken. As of now, I'm using this Reddit to document what I've seen in this house. It kind of helps me digest what is happening. So as more happens, I'll keep updating. So obviously, I feel like I'm very invested in this man's story now. And this isn't to say that it sounds like, oh, it just sounds like every other ghost story. But from the poltergeist cases in particular that we've covered, there's a lot of kind of We call them symptoms because I don't really know. I'm sure there's a better word, but like symptoms of a poltergeist haunting. And he seems to be encountering quite a few of these. The thing that actually stuck out to me the most, like, yeah, the door closing and, and the shadows going by. Obviously, that's creepy. But honestly, the creepiest thing for me was the shampoo bottle just being placed in front of the bathroom door i'm not i'm not speaking from experience here i don't know what he's going through i'm sure it's terrifying but say his wife seeing a shadow him seeing a shadow under the door some of these things are probably easier to brush off and just say oh it's just my mind playing tricks on me or you know i'm tired or they're tired so you know i'm not thinking straight or i'm seeing things blah 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 but the moving of objects like you can't deny that (laughs) yeah you know Like this is a physical thing that is now where it should not be. And you know, that it didn't, you know, that you didn't put it there, you know, that your wife didn't put it there. The kids can't reach there. So for me, that's one of the scarier parts of this. Um, and then hearing the keys drag along the the counter and drop onto the floor like that, it always feels like in these stories that something is just trying to make a point of saying. I'm here. You know? And if that is just a stereotypical poltergeist, I do think it's just going to ebb and flow and eventually it'll fade out like they normally do, right? Um, Whereas if it's an actual, let's say, like a ghost of a flesh and blood person, maybe they're just trying to make a point. Maybe they are trying to scare him. I don't know. And I also, I don't think that he's tried to... uh, stop it either, you know? In another case, actually, that I was reading about recently, like the family approached the priest and they were saying, and the priest said, hey, like, this is a poltergeist, I can't do anything about it. And his superiors agreed with him and said, poltergeist is out of our hands, we don't have the paperwork for this kind of thing. So I I do think it's interesting. Obviously, I don't, I hope that this family don't get like too scared and the kids are fine and all that if it's just like a playful little thing as far as i'm concerned that's fine like you can stay there but uh, i'm interested to see where this personal story goes um and if it's anything like other poltergeist cases that we've covered it could go on for years and never get any more intense than it is right now or it could just simply fade out you don't know that's the interesting part about these things so again I've shared his posts before, but his Reddit user is a Reddit username is elegantad Ad Twenty Six Zero Three, and I think now I've covered all of the updates. I'll check again when I'm done here. Just if you want to go on and read for yourself, it's there, and drop him a message. He might even respond, especially if you have like something helpful for him. Uh, and actually, another thing that I do just want to touch on real quick is um, those silly little ghost app things, like that you download on your phone like I know a lot of people do actually use them and trust them religiously. We downloaded one. We were staying in a, an older building for like my, uh, my friend was getting married and the night we downloaded it, we got like some, I can't remember like answers that seemed like they could have been relative to the situation. But then other stuff started happening. Like, uh, Music on my friend's phone, stopped playing, stuff like that. So it was almost like as soon as we started paying attention, stuff started happening. But anyway, a few weeks later, then Dulce had, because we were still living apart. I was living here. She was living in Texas. And she came over for that wedding, I think. And we went to a, we went to see the Book of Kells or like a museum or something like that in Dublin City. And as you went down into the vaults, I was like, oh, I'm going to turn on the app because this is like an old underneath. It was underneath Christchurch in <laughs> Dublin. I just had the app open. I wasn't talking about it, but like we had walked up. There was a, a golden chalice that was from like the Spanish crusades. And we weren't even talking like because we were just walking around the museum and reading whatever was there. I do say I was reading. I was just looking at stuff, but it actually like brought up the word like chalice. And then there's a few other like really honestly convincing things that it brought up. So I'm not saying I trust those phone apps wholeheartedly, but I think in the right situation, something might be able to manipulate it to give you an answer. Again, I don't know, but the results that I've had just from having it on in the background as a kind of a, let's see if this, you know, hokey thing works. It gave us some answers, so, yeah. Our next story is from Reddit user glumscallion8577. This has been my one and only ghost encounter. It happened at my parents' house around 10 years ago, and I still remember the encounter extremely vividly. After the ghost experience, I told my family the next day, and they didn't believe me. They still don't believe me to this day. It all started when I got up in the middle of the night to get some water. I walked out my room, walked past the stairs to my parents' room and had to turn left to walk up three steps to go into the kitchen. I turned the light on, went to the fridge and got a bottle of water. Once I got the water, I closed the fridge, turned off the light and walked back down the three steps. As soon as I got to my parents' stairs, I heard the kitchen light flick back on illuminating the very area I just left. I froze for a quick second as I was not prepared for that, but brushed it off as I didn't really think anything of it since we've been living in this house for a few years already and nothing paranormal has ever happened. As I turned around to head back to the kitchen to turn the light off, I heard music. I froze again. The music wasn't loud. It was at, what I would describe, low to moderate volume. As I listened, I could hear a banjo playing in a sort of old folk music type of way. This is when I started to get a little bit scared, to be honest. This time, I stood there for about two minutes. It was a mix of me being a deer in the headlights and me trying to listen to see if one of my family members was playing a trick on me. The only thing I heard was the music playing. Eventually, I shook myself out of my frozen state and was about to turn left to ascend the three steps to the kitchen to turn the light off. However, as soon as I took a step, the music stopped and I heard footsteps running away and kids laughing. I froze for a third time. Then I thought, hurry up and see who this is. So I hurried into the kitchen and silence was all I found. Silence and an empty, brightly lit kitchen. I thought maybe it was one of my siblings because their rooms were on the other side of the kitchen. So I went to check their rooms and both of their doors were closed. I also checked the living room and found no one. Confused and creeped out, I walked back to the kitchen. I turned on the flashlight for my phone, turned off the kitchen light and slowly walked back to my room with the safety of my flashlight. Now, as I said before, none of my family believed me. I'm quite sure it was a ghost of some sort. And also some things to clarify. The floor I was walking on that was by my parents' stairs was carpet. So my footsteps would have been muffled and hard to hear. And if it was one of my siblings, then I would have been able to hear their door opening or closing because it was nighttime and everything else was quiet. And as for the kids laughing, the youngest person in the house at that time was 12. Anyway, that's my little story that I thought would be fun to share. Since then, the only thing I have encountered over those 10-ish years is the kitchen light flicking on two or three times. Get the boat. I wouldn't be into it at all. I'm not going to lie. I genuinely think that that would freak me out. I also like that uh, we've got like the kids laughing, seems to be like a uh, kind of common theme now in the first story and this story. I also love a ghost story that is just... A one and done. Like this person doesn't claim to believe in anything. They're not living in a haunted house. And yet they've had this experience. And nobody else has. Nobody else believes them. But. They know what it happened. It's extremely vivid. But what? You know. And it doesn't seem like it was just uh, residual either. Because as he got closer to it. Or as he rounded the corner. The kids ran away. And And were. Like giggling at him, you know. As I'm sitting here, I just realised that one of my granny's, because uh, it's all Christmas decorations, are still up in the house, and I've Santa Claus is making dead eye contact with me, and I've never noticed this before. I'm kind of creeped out. I don't think he, uh, I don't think his head moves. So I'm just going to monitor that situation. But what I do like is the uh, sound of the old folk music uh most of the music i listen to these days has banjo in it because that's what spotify tells me to listen to because i'm a mid-30s male and our last story today comes from reddit user lot97 i recently stayed the night at my childhood home it's an old house built in the 19th century i never felt at ease in that house it has an eerie vibe to it when i was 17 My parents told me that they were able to afford this house, mansion really, because the previous owners desperately wanted to get rid of it. The reason being is that their son had hung himself in the attic. Lots of paranormal things have happened to me in that house, but I'll give you full details of my last encounter. It just happened last week. I stayed the night there because I had a football game that was closer to where my parents were living. I didn't feel like waking up super early so that's why I held a sleepover in my old bedroom. I went to sleep fairly early, around 10pm or so, not much later, and everything felt normal. I made sure all the doors and windows were locked. My parents were on a wellness retreat in Germany, and my brother moved out a while ago, so it was just me in the house. I went to sleep feeling comfortable and quite at ease, even though I was cautious. I texted some of my friends goodnight, and that was that. The comfortable feeling suddenly wore off when I was awoken at 3 a.m. I heard music playing, but it was muffled. I couldn't hear it clearly. My first instinct is that it was a car playing music with its windows closed, parked on the street. I said to myself, just give it 10 minutes and the car will move on. 10 minutes later, the music was still playing and I was beginning to feel annoyed and well, quite frankly, pissed off. I had to wake up early in the morning. And this was ruining my sleep i walked to my bedroom window to see where the music was coming from ready to throw a fit i opened my blinds opened the window to look outside and my stomach dropped there was no car nor was there anyone else outside i realized then that the music was coming from upstairs the attic Now my parents renovated the attic five years ago and made it into their bedroom. I knew that they had a radio on my mother's bedside table. She never used it though. Most of the time it wasn't even plugged in because she only had one socket and she used it to plug in her phone charger. It was not a new radio either. Maybe early 2000s I guess. My mom held on to it because it was the radio of her departed father and she could not get rid of it. I was freaking out. Why would these kind of encounters only happen when I'm at home alone? I tried calling my parents. They didn't pick up. My brother didn't pick up either. Not surprising, since it was three o'clock in the morning. I realised that I would have to deal with this situation alone. When I opened my bedroom door, the music became louder. I now could clearly hear which music was playing. It was dark organ music. My stomach dropped again. I never felt as scared as I did then. I didn't want to do this alone. I had one last rescue line that I could call. It was my friend, Philip. He played Call of Duty until the early hours, so he was surely still awake. I called him and explained the situation. He assured me that it was probably just a problem with the electrical outlet and the radio had been sort of jump-started. I felt reassured by his answers and made the walk upstairs to the attic. I was with him on the phone the whole time. I stood in front of the door, and I could clearly hear the music. It was so loud. I knew I had to get in to turn it off, but I was so frightened. Again, Philip reassured me that everything was going to be all right. It was just faulty wiring. It was just faulty wiring. I kept repeating this to myself. I opened the door, and the music stopped. I ran downstairs, put on all the lights, and watched Trailer Park Boys until 7 a.m. Later that day, I played the worst football game in history and lost 7-0. Well, I'm not going to lie. That story, like, I'll, I'll put these stories together, like, sporadically, and, like, you know, as I'm scrolling through red, I'll be, oh, yeah, that's pretty good, and I'll just put that in for this while or whatever. <laughs> I'm staying here at Casa del Grani. All of my lonesome tonight for the first time ever actually um because she is going away not on a wellness retreat to Germany but she'll be away for a couple of nights and uh, that story did not make me feel any better I'm pretty sure she has an old radio up on her bedside table but the dark organ music actually felt a little bit too uh, too good to be true that that's I do listen to organ music when I'm like researching and stuff like that sometimes I just put it on in the background. And uh, it's pretty atmospheric. But thankfully, this guy had Philip. But yeah, that story actually gave me the willies. I'm not going to lie. I'm regretting recording this now. Because now I have to edit it and re-listen. And uh, yeah, we'll find out. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that little collection of ghost stories. These episodes, for me, honestly, like as much as I love getting uh, like sucked into a real story or a series which I actually have we have one coming up but I'm gonna wait until I get back to Texas so as we can record together um I love these like little stories though they're great they this is the kind of stuff that I actually listen to during the day and I've had decent feedback as well from you all so like I said the plan for January was to actually just do more stuff in general but obviously I didn't know I was going to be coming home so that kind of threw all of our plans for a loop, yeah. So, obviously, we didn't uh plan on like this me coming back home for a couple of weeks. Um, but hopefully, I'll be everything will be back to normal next week, the week after. But I am going to try and get a couple of more of these done while I'm over here because why not? Check this boy out. Huh? buddy yeah make sure you follow us on all the socials uh weekly creep on instagram youtube if you want to watch the videos spotify also has the videos if you want to just like check along with it um and yeah sorry for the audio quality here i do have my other microphone i just don't have the right cable for it apparently can you imagine traveling halfway across the world and forgetting one little cable But yeah, I am going to try and get more stuff done while I'm here. If you want to support us at this time, which was always greatly appreciated, especially now because I'm not in work right now. uh, You can hop over to Patreon, sign up for like, I can't even remember, $2 and $5 a month, something like that. Uh, You can also like buy us a coffee, do stuff like that. If you do order from our Amazon wish list right now, it's going to go to our house in Texas. So it'll be a couple of weeks before I get around to actually getting it but we will get them. Uh, Dulce will pick it up and eventually we will get to cover the cases in the books that you have sent us. And uh, yeah, I'm rambling now because I don't have Dulce here with me. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I've got another couple coming down the line now. I might try a few different angles at my granny's house while we're here. Why not? And yeah, thank you very much. Okay. Bye everybody. Have a wonderful time. Bye. Have a beautiful time.